This is Studio B Sessions, our series of conversations and in-studio performances with Missouri musicians. I'm Connor McGovern. The Bernie sisters are Olivia, Emma, and Bella, three siblings who grew up constantly surrounded by music. Lessons started at a young age, and as they got older, their music has gotten more complex and mature. The Bernie sisters came by KBIA's Studio B to talk with us about their inspirations, growth as songwriters, and their future plans as a trio. They also played a set for us in Studio B. Let's give it a listen. This song is called Skin and Bones. I could never be enough To convince you that I am And I'll never follow through Almost like it was my plan You see beauty in the weeds I'm lying in the grass distance cause I can what I want it rarely lasts oh I'm alone like you I'm never home like you I miss the board like you I'm skin and bones like Skin and bones like you 
So Bella, you are the youngest sister who first joined the group when adding a high harmony. What was it like joining your sisters after they had been releasing material? And have you established your how have you established your own spot in the band? Ooh, well, I <laughs> people are always like, oh, how does it how does it feel? And I'm like, well, it feels like like I've always been with them, like with with them and their journey and stuff like that. So I've like watched them like play and grow and like do all of this stuff and like I feel like I kind of like I I learned it from them like watching them do that stuff and that's how it's like like easier to learn how to do things like whenever I'm around them because it's like I don't know they just like always they always have this like sense of like helping me and it just always I don't know. It always makes me feel comfortable whenever I'm like, I'm messing up. And then they're just like, well, it's all right. We can try again or we can try this different thing. And it's just like, it's so awesome to have my sisters as like my mentors and stuff. That's great. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> Beautiful moments. Uh, Olivia and Emma, what was it like switching from a duo to a trio? And how did the music and the songwriting change? Um, well, like that third part harmony, it just yeah. adds so much to the band, you know, um, now we don't get a third low part harmony, but I think actually we we've been working with a new vocal coach and she said that Bella's voice might be the lowest once it develops <laughs> out of all the three of us. So we may get crazy. that low third part, that which would, would be, be crazy, really cool. Because I'm already going pretty low on some yeah. of these. Um, <laughs> um, but oh, it was just like an enormous yeah. change. It like filled it out. Like especially most of the stuff that we do is very like vocal oriented, and um, like having the third harmony just like ramp that up, and then having Bella play bass on our songs also like filled things out. So we're still we don't have like a full band or anything, but three people is enough to make you know, a sound for us to get on stage and like play what we want to, you know. All three of you guys started writing and performing great and emotionally mature works at such young ages. How do you deal with audiences that underestimate you and overcome the thought of, uh, overcome people thinking you, thinking of you as inexperienced? Um, I honestly, I feel like this is like rude to say, but I, I don't really care like I, I, <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that of course I care like about what people like that I really like think about or something like what their thoughts of me are but like if somebody random is just posted like commenting on our Facebook like you need to wear less makeup or something like that we're just gonna be like okay like that's your opinion whatever <laughs> But that's that's how we've dealt with it so far. We kind of mm -hmm. laugh at our hate. <laughs> like, yeah, it people, just makes me laugh, to yeah. be honest. It's like, did you need me. to, like, share your opinion on that? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Block out the haters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys incorporate so many different genres in, into your music. Indie folk and rock sounds are kind of the prominent ones I hear, but various elements such as country and then even punk on uh, Then We'll Talk yeah. uh, seem to find their way onto various tracks. How is your group able to like transcend genre classifications, and is it hard to try to try and avoid being classified as just one thing? Yeah, that's a really good question. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I think that like I met a lot of musicians who only listen to one style of music, mm -hmm. and that's kind of just that's what they play. That's how they write, and it's very that's limiting. just that's just them, you know. Yeah. Um, and the three of us, we all listen to different genres of music, like yeah. all kinds of different yeah. music. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know, I, 
even if she wrote a um uh, what a, a metal song which she hasn't <laughs> yeah. done but I could find a way to you know make it work because don't worry I, will. I may have a metal song on my playlist <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just gotta you've gotta listen to lots of different genres it's like I don't know kind of researching music it's not like I know like the past of everybody that like I listen to or anything but just like streaming platforms are such a easy accessible way to find any type of new music ever and so <laughs> I love looking for new music and I think it it helps me and like inspires my writing a lot um I think that we as a band have never really wanted to be like put in one genre and that we basically just do whatever we want so that and our fans I think know that our friends like they they know that we just are gonna play whatever songs that you know we like in the moment and <laughs> that it might not fit into a genre but it, it'll still be you know our ex artistic expression you're listening to studio b sessions i'm connor mcgovern siblings olivia emma and bella are the bernie sisters they came by kbia's studio b and sat down with us for a conversation about their musical upbringing, inspirations, and their journey to becoming a trio. We talked about how the group is able to write and perform emotionally mature works at such young ages, as well as how quarantining from COVID-19 changed their songwriting process. Here's the rest of our conversation and their set in Studio B. The song is called Unbearable. Your skin tell that looks human and 
guys' biography, you list many different artists that have served as inspirations, one of which being the Avett Brothers, you, who you've also shared lineups with. Can you talk about what it's like to play a show alongside one of your idols? <laughs> Crazy. It's really nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. I remember we met the Avett Brothers, you know, they were like, well, they're still, we love the Avett Brothers, but um, back then we were, it was like, crazy that we even had the opportunity to be near them. Yeah, and totally. we were backstage, um, we were just gonna guess they were in their trailers all day until they went up on stage and uh we were just hanging around backstage and olivia saw like she went between two cars and she saw like a guy from the band i saw and- bob the bassist and i like ran away as fast as i could like started like was i like crying yeah you were, crying. You were, crying. Like, you were definitely most definitely crying. crying 
Yeah, no, I also, after we met them, I was also crying and shaking. Like, yeah. it was crazy. I <laughs> yeah. did not expect myself to do that. That's, like, One Direction fan vibe. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> no hate to One Direction, first of all. I'm with you. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, that was, you know, every time it's just, like, so surreal when you meet someone that you've, like, only seen on a screen. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Th- you're like, that's weird. Like, we um actually did meet Cheryl Crow. Yes. And she she's, so she's shorter than me. She's little. She's tiny. She, she's it's crazy, little, you know. Little. And you think of her when she's on stage. It's like she's six foot. Yeah. You know, she just seems like. Yeah. Bigger than life. She had a great know? show that night, too. Oh, yeah, she crazy. did. But, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Did you guys meet her at, at the Roots and Blues Festival this year? Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm going to go back to a darker time in, in a lot of people's lives, uh, COVID, uh, the beginning of COVID two, about two years ago. So we were talking about live performance earlier, but there was a time where there were none. Quarantining from COVID-19 was difficult for a lot of artists. What was it like trying to be creative and continue songwriting in isolation? <laughs> I, I feel like I wrote more, definitely. I definitely wrote more when I wasn't able to, like, you know, go out and do things with other people. But then again, like, even though that's productive, like, so is having experiences and being able to, you know, take those experiences back to your writing and then may- maybe make, like, a, a richer song instead of, like, five songs that may be, like, just okay. Um I think that, like, it helped my writing immensely, but it, like, totally, like, destroyed my social skills, I feel like. Like, I feel like I'm, like, whenever we were coming out of COVID, I had to, like, relearn that again and um, would get very, like, easily exhausted and stuff, you know, at at shows. Um, And it's just because, you know, we were home for so long and only with the same people, like, for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really hard for us. Not playing shows was really hard for us. And we got, like, over 100 shows canceled, like, definitely more than that. But, um, yeah. I think, like, for the first few months, I just, like, didn't want to do anything at all. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't even want to, like, get out of my bed. I just wanted to sleep all day, and I didn't want to play any music. It's called depression. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, yeah, and then, but we did, you know, we kind of had to force ourselves to stay on the bandwagon, and it actually really did pay off because we made lots of, like, amazing connections during that time. Uh, Some really great friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um... Oh, yeah, we did every Saturday we did a live stream um, on our Facebook. And people, like, were really enjoying that. Yeah, people from, like, the U.K. and, like, Australia and stuff, they're not, like, able to see us Mm -hmm. here, obviously. (laughs) But um, they're able to see, like, live streams and stuff like that. So Yeah. That's why we... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. No, just, like, it was crazy because I would be looking at the comments and I'm like, Oh my god, this person from like London literally stayed up until 1 a.m. to see us play. Yeah, like that's crazy. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was like a great so way to like, you know, connect. keep the world connected. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. What was it like playing your first live show after all that time not playing one? What was our first live show? Yeah. I <laughs> I can't remember. We did a few like we did a few like social distance like outside concerts like that summer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember one was at the lot with the K brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was our first show. Was that? It was like a, it was like a barn party out 
like no not the barn party i'm talking about the lot show like yeah, in st louis that was one of the first ones yeah yeah but, but yeah it was it was really good um everybody was like hella spaced out mm-hmm. like in cubicles and stuff and it was just like a lot like a vacant lot <laughs> um but it was still like a really good show and we were able to like see people and they were like waving their arms and stuff that was actually really cool. yeah it was I really that show <laughs> but how does the environment in which you uh, write affect the music that you create I think I always write songs, our songs are slower because I always write my songs like pretty much just in my room. Um, I usually just make them into ballads first, but then we, Emma like arranges the songs and stuff whenever I bring it to her or like if she has an idea for where a song could go, um, we kind of like pick up on that and stuff. But um, I, I don't. I don't really write anywhere else um, but my room, but I'd like to change that. And also, when we're going on tour and stuff, it'd be really cool to write in all these different states that we're going to be visiting. Mm-hmm. I think for me, and I haven't actually put one of my songs out on an album, but I think I'm planning on doing that this year. But um, for me, it's not really where I am physically. It's just like... I have to get really inspired by something to even sit down to write a song because it like something really has to motivate me. But like recently, like I, I didn't write a song for like a year and a half. It was a really long time. And then I found like this Paul Simon album from like the 60s and I just kept listening to it on repeat. And then I wanted to write songs that sounded like similar to that style. And I wrote like 10. <laughs> so, yeah, I... You know, it's really weird for That's me because it's usually us. it's usually like a year in between like my writing sessions because I just I'm just kind of a lazy inspired. person. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Truthfully, um, but we're the sisters and we're incredibly lazy. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> um, what's next for the Bernie sisters? Next is like recordings and stuff. I really want to have more um, recordings for our fans because recently, like, we put out um, Then We'll Talk and like we played a bunch of um, songs from Then We'll Talk when we played at the Blue Note and like everybody was like singing the lyrics. And I'm like, we have to do more of this so that people will like know the lyrics to our songs. And then like that just feels so cool. Like, it, it, it just like made me feel like. A million bucks. I thought it was awesome. Like, people singing, like, my lyrics that I'm, like, in my little bedroom, like, writing and stuff. Like, that just meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. This song is called Hate to be Content. Wonder, honey, was it ever me? 
harder than the truth Than the truth And I can't handle you Yeah Yes, sir, I thought for so long That you could bring me peace But that's not what you wanted out of me Could you need someone who doesn't know what they want? It's amazing how we do it all the time. Yeah, I'm confused and disheartened, wounded and indifferent. It's sad how much I hate to be content. Yes, it's sad how much I hate to be content. You ask. Yes, I didn't answer cause I'm not Because I'm not Nothing, it's harder than the truth Than the truth True and I handle you. Oh no, no, no. You asked, was I worthy? Was I worthy? Yes, I didn't answer because I'm not. Because I'm not. Nothing is harder than the truth. I'm not true. And I can't handle you. Yeah. That's the Bernie Sisters closing out this edition of Studio B Sessions. Thanks to Olivia, Emma, and Bella Bernie for the music and conversation here at KBIA. I'm Connor McGovern. We'll be back next week with another edition of Studio B Sessions featuring in-studio music and conversation with William Russell Wallace. Yes, William Russell Wallace played a set and chatted with us in KBIA's Studio B. We'll hear that conversation this time next week on Studio B Sessions. Studio B Sessions is produced by Abigail Ruman, Sarah Petrowich, Aaron Hay, Janet Saidi, and me, Connor McGovern. Our digital team is Beth Burton, Lauren Hubbard, Tia Maggio, and Jamie Baker. Thanks to KBIA's Kyle Felling, Mark Johnson, and Ryan Famuliner. I'm Connor McGovern. See you next week.